Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Stacking the Box, uh, pre-Super Bowl week edition, I suppose. Uh, Super Bowl 58 is set. The Kansas City Chiefs are returning to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years after once again getting outplayed by a team, but uh, they did find a way to win because Patrick Mahomes and the rest of the Chiefs have done a deal with the devil. Sterling, uh, why don't you take it away off the top of the show before we get into things? Go ahead, gloat, smile, smirk brag whatever you want to do the chiefs are back in the super bowl and i've lost betting against them again it's great to see you ian it's great to see you sterling no man it's um i won't gloat just it was clear the team that's moving on was a team who's been there before and even you get the same thing with the niners by the way the niners understood the situation they did not panic they were the more uh showed resolved right They, they they were calm they didn't let the moment get too big. The Ravens, clearly, the moment was too big for them. The Lions, second half, the moment looked to be too big for them. The Chiefs and Niners, at least head coaching-wise, they've been here before. That calm permeated down. They got it done. Yeah, I'm going to try not to be too cranky, but I've uh, it's it's been a rough couple days for me. I'll try to get my mood going as, as the show goes on. Um by the way, your uh, gifts also for losing in Survivor have been sent to my house as well. So Yes, so we are going to open up uh, the gift uh, that I had to pay for you, and I still owe you steak dinner, and I still got to watch the Chiefs, uh, and I still got to hear about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, and I still got to watch Mahomes win another Super Bowl. And um, and then two weeks, we got the bright side is in two weeks, the season's over, and we can start talking about uh, the next season, which... My Falcons, some pretty good uh, coaching hires. I think we're looking pretty good. But before we get into all this, because we do have a lot to cover, of course, um, guess what, football fans? DraftKings is offering a fantastic sign-up bonus ahead of the Super Bowl. You can place a $5 bet on anything to instantly claim $200 in bonus bets. You'll also be rewarded with a separate no-sweat single-game parlay every single day when you opt in. The best part is you will receive both rewards even if your bet loses. Even if you decide to bet against Patrick Mahomes like a moron and he wins again, even though he didn't score a single point in the second half, you will still get $200 in bonus bets and daily no-sweat single-game parlays. When you join DraftKings, make sure to use our code STB. Using our code STB not only gets you in 
not only gets you these great bonuses, but also directly supports her podcast. If you've been considering signing up for DraftKings, make sure to use the code STB to maximize your first bets and parlays. This offer is only available to new customers who are 21 plus and physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify woozy guy nine in the chat says we're not gloating ian chiefs fans are just having trouble not having a shit eating grin on their faces this week yeah it it must be nice it must be nice to be a chiefs fan it doesn't suck yeah yeah imagine um i would like one championship in my lifetime four and five years would be nice too but I, i would take one uh, I would have a shitty grin on my grin on my face if I got one championship in my life, but not all of us can be winners. Uh, speaking of winners, let's talk biggest winners and losers uh, from this week. Why don't we just start right there? Biggest winner, uh, Chiefs fans, uh, for that exact reason. You're back in the Super Bowl. Some people go their entire lives without ever seeing a Super Bowl appearance. Some franchises see zero in their entire existence. The Detroit Lions, for example, um, and then some get four and five years. Um, if only you could be so lucky to be a Chiefs fan. It must be nice. They're the biggest winners, and they do nothing but win on a weekly basis. Uh, when uh, the their opponent plays an A-plus game, they play an A-plus-plus game. When their opponent plays an F game, they play an F-plus game. They just continually find a way to just slightly outplay their opponents and advance to the next round every single round, year after year, year after year, and they're back. Good for them. I'm happy for Chiefs fans. I'm jealous. I'm salty, but I'm happy. They are the biggest winner of the week. They're the biggest winner of the decade. I will say it makes you feel better until I was 24. I was in the same boat as you. I mean, I I was. The Chiefs were horrendous for so long. Matt Castle gave me so much joy when he came to Kansas City. Let that one sink in for a moment there. Um, I got a Royals championship. At 2015, but they were also a perpetual 100-loss team before and, quite frankly, since. I, I'm a Mizzou fan to keep me grounded. That's what it's really for. I'm a Mizzou fan to keep the heartache alive and well, to understand what it's like to uh, perpetually never win. That's what it's really about. Um, but my biggest winner is going to be Brock Purdy. Uh, you took the Chiefs, so I'll try and go Niners and be unbiased here. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy is weird, man. Like I, The eye test, in my mind, you don't see elite. The analytics scream elite. But I laughed last week saying, you know, you either think he's amazing or you think he's horrendous. There's really anyone who's in between saying he's good. Well, that's me. And in this game, he was good enough. The first half, they were getting their ass kicked. Second half, they came back. And quite frankly, I didn't know if he could do it. Now, don't get me wrong. The Lions helped them. The Lions made mistakes. But same time, he did not fold. They had to get back in the game by throwing the football, and he was able to do it. Um, Again, the Lions' defense is nowhere near as good as Kansas City's or a lot of other teams in the NFL. But again, he got it done. He got it done late in the game in back-to-back weeks. Quite frankly, that deserves some praise. Um, For as bad as you were early in the game, if you're finding a way late in the fourth to get it done, it kind of washes away those sins. Uh, Yeah, Brock Purdy, definitely a big winner. Two weeks in a row now, uh, because I'm on record now, big time Brock Purdy defender. I've had people in my mentions on Twitter and my DMs uh, tweeting me about Brock Purdy in the first half, and then they get silent in the second half. So if it happens again in the Super Bowl, I would advise those people just wait till the end of the game. If he sucks for a whole game, then you can come at me. Um, Woozy guy. Yeah, all in good fun. I do want to make it clear for the Chiefs fans who are watching this. I'm not hating you guys. This is just sort of jealousy. That's all it is. It's pure jealousy. I, I just wish my team could do this once. Four and five. I mean, it's like winning the lottery five times in a row. It's good for you guys. I am happy for you guys. I have no reason to hate Chiefs fans. I'm not if hating. It, if it makes you feel better, at one point, we wished. We, no, no, but at, no, it, it certainly won't. But no. at, one, at one point, we wished we would have blown a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. Because you know why? That yeah. meant you got the no, opportunity to play in a Super Bowl. Take that back. I would rather the Falcons not have been in the Super Bowl. Now, if they Falcons went in the Super Bowl and just lost a normal game, then yeah, it was nice to watch them play in the Super Bowl. Lou, you don't want 28 to 3, Sterling. I see it every week. The game happened eight years ago. I still see it every single week. I see a 28 to 3 reference. No, you do not wish that they were in the Super Bowl and lost 28 to 3 before this run. Mm. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, except for the Patriots. I would wish it on them. 
my biggest loser of the week uh, is cursed franchises. And you kind of alluded to it there uh, with the 49ers Lions game. Uh, I feel for Lions fans. They are a fellow uh, cursed franchise. And it's not just that those teams choke in big moments is they just get the unlucky bounces. Um, I mean, no better example is the bounce off. I forget the, the defensive backs head went right off his head, right into Brandon Ayuk's hands. And then the 49ers scored a touchdown and that's what sparked the comeback. That wasn't, you didn't misplay that. That's quite literally the definition of a bad bounce. And it just seems like some franchises in every sport just get those bad bounces Every big moment they're in, they don't get the good bounces. They get the bad bounces. The Falcons get the bad bounces. The Vikings, the Browns, the Lions. Some teams, no matter what, get every bad bounce possible in the big moments. And then there's some teams that get every good bounce possible in the big moments. I don't know what it is. I don't know if there is a God and he just has favorite sports teams and sports teams that he hates. Um, I don't know what it is. But some franchises are just cursed, and the Lions are the next victim. So my biggest loser of the week is cursed franchises. Cursed franchises continue to be cursed. Uh, yeah, again, look over the shoulder. I'm with you. Um, are, is Mizzou cursed, or are they just bad, though? Well, I mean, for example, this year they would have been in the college football playoffs if they moved it up to 12 teams this year. Then, okay. of course, next year, it's 12 teams. Mizzou has an easy schedule. I'm hoping they're back, but you never know with Mizzou. They've lost so many different coordinators. Um, again, that's what happens when I guess when you finally start to become a good team, but they didn't really get a ton to show for it. Obviously, they, they had a, a New Year's Six Bowl game, played great in that, got the dub. But um, I, I do think there is something to curse franchises and the Lions. I think you're right, man. I mean, you are playing that ball perfectly. It hits off of your dome into the hands of Brandon Ayuk, who takes it to the, what, two-yard line? and then they score, um, that's cursed, man. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, Matthew says maybe Dan, Dan Campbell was too aggressive to kick the field. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a, in, in a few minutes here. Uh, but I do want to hear your biggest loser. Anyone who watched that Chiefs-Ravens game and complained about the refs, Anyone who's a Ravens fan who is sitting here complaining about the refs, who quite frankly, legitimately took nine points off the board for Kansas City. Legitimately. There's no debate about it. There was legit nine points. The hold on Trey Smith, which every single former offensive lineman came out and said, that's not a hold. The Chiefs legit scored a touchdown on said play, and there was a tripping in the end zone, uh, which would have been a safety. That is nine legitimate points. Unless Ravens fans are sitting here saying, yeah, the refs sucked and they hurt the Chiefs, which quite frankly, weirdly enough, not hearing that, they're hearing a lot of, well, it was triple coverage in the end zone, but there may have been pass interference. No, there wasn't. When have you ever seen that called pass interference in the entire time in the the NFL? You never have. It's soft. It's embarrassing. Grow up. Lamar Jackson choked. This dude named Kurt Benkert, former backup quarterback, uh, who wants to grow his YouTube channel, which, by the way, um, I get why he's doing this. He's pandering. It's pandering at its finest because I'm convinced that people just regurgitate what they know 31 other fan bases will get behind. Because you know why? 31 other fan bases will say, well, that's not my team. That's not my team. I'm tired of the Chiefs. So what am I going to do? Oh, yeah, it was the ref's fault. That's the only logical explanation of the fact that Mahomes, Andy Reid, and his team is better than them. It's so obnoxious. It is pandering, and people cannot realize it. Don't let facts get in the way of you trying to build and grow your YouTube channel, guy. I mean, it's soft. It's immature. Grow up. I didn't I didn't see who the Kirk. What's his name, Kurt? Exactly. To be fair, though, Sterling, do you think that the Chiefs have ever been Chiefs fans specifically have ever been obnoxious about referee calls this season? I think the majority of the time it's completely unfounded. I think the majority of the time it's 
legitimate penalties that for some reason fans of opposing teams want to say, let's pick and choose screenshots three times in a game and say, this is why we lost instead of in totality, understanding that refs suck. I'm not saying refs don't blow. I'm not saying that refs don't make missed calls, but you act like it's only one sided and it's just absurd. It's asinine. Like it's so hard. Do I think there's ways that the NFL could help referees? You bet your ass there is. But the fact of the matter is when you take three screenshots, three screen ga- uh, grabs, and it's not even a moving picture and say, well, look at this hold. And then you have former NFL offensive linemen come out and say, yeah, that's not a hold guy. And then they're so stuck in the mindset of, well, you, that's just because you love the Chiefs. You love Taylor Swift. It's so obnoxious. Sorry, your team did not win. What I, today, there were Eagles fans. Today, January 30th, still talking about a call against James Bradbury. Well, he he admitted he held the guy where you can see him yeah, holding tack. said guy. Ticky tack. Sure. But the quarterback even admitted he did. Like, at some point, just win the damn game. If you lose, win or lose based on that, that's on you. The Chiefs have been there on an Eric Fisher holding penalty that did not affect the play in the playoffs. Every fan base, every team has been there. The key is they weren't good enough overall. If you can't overcome one ref mistake, one mistake by a referee, you did not deserve to win that game. I feel like that's it. I don't think Chiefs fans are are innocent in in this either. When they lose, it only happens in the regular season. But I definitely have seen Chiefs fans tweeting out screenshots of penalties from the other team. Dog, it's happened in the regular season. A referee retired after a Chiefs playoff game. Jeff Triplett on a forward progress and Derek Johnson had a sack fumble. And all of a sudden they go, no, forward progress. No one in the history of the NFL has ever seen that called before. Now, that's an exaggeration, but in that moment, you look that up, that goes down to the pantheon of what the hell was the ref thinking there? He retired after the game, man. Like, the Chiefs have been there in playoff games. The key is it happens to every team. You have to overcome. It does happen. Overcome. Sure. Um, Let's let's recap the conference championship, and then, of course, we're going to preview the Super Bowl, because next week, I don't know if we're doing a show or not, Sterling, because you're going to be at the Super Bowl. Uh, covering it for stacking the box. I will not be, but that's okay. So we'll, we'll see if we can do some kind of, we'll see if we can do some kind of show next week. I don't know if we will, it'll be too busy, you know, at the Super Bowl. no big deal. Uh, but let's, let, let's, let's, let's start uh, this week's show by uh, recapping the conference championship a little bit. Let's start with the chiefs Ravens game. We talked about the chiefs a little bit. Let's talk about the Ravens because yeah, at the end of the day, I agree. They certainly did not lose because of the refs, but why did the Ravens lose. Um, I'll start Sterling because I have a take about it and I think it's their correct take. And it's the reason why I wish I didn't bet on the Ravens heading into this game. The reason why I bet on the Ravens, why I thought they were going to win this, the, the game because no team runs the ball more than the Ravens. No team runs the ball better than the Ravens. Um, and the chiefs, that is their biggest weakness. They struggled stopping the run all season, but then the Ravens went into this game and I'm trying to find the stat. I tweeted out, um, Ravens ran the ball in 49.92% of plays this season. Most of the NFL, they ran on 28.7% of plays against the Chiefs, and that's including scrambles, which weren't designed runs. I think someone replied to that tweet and said they only had like eight or nine designed runs in that game against the Chiefs. They Why? Had, they had what six. kind of an offensive game? Then they averaged 5.1 yards per carry when they did run the ball. What kind of an offensive game plan was that? That's one of the worst game plans I've seen in my life. You completely abandon what you're good at. Six running back carries in the game. Six. Six running back carries in the game against against the Chiefs, whose only weakness is the run defense. You what can't I, beat the Chiefs through the air. What I will say is they were down two scores, and they weren't running extremely effective on the ground. Like, again, you're right. They, they were fine on the ground, but they had one legit run. Again, six opportunities is not a lot. They had one nice run from a running back and then five others that were basically stuffed at the line of scrimmage. The Chiefs have this ability, and while I'm with you, the Chiefs' weakness is for sure their run defense. Spagnuolo is very, very good. I think he deserves a lot of credit. He's a big game coordinator. He's done this time and time again. While, yes, during the regular season, the run defense has been pretty bad, they can find ways to say, we will take away your strength. They're going to stack the box. 
They're going to say, we'll have Legereus and Trent McDuffie go one-on-one. We'll bring Justin Reed up to the line of scrimmage. And he made some plays. Like, end of the day, I give a lot of credit to Spags. I think the Ravens were sitting here going, we can't come back from a two-score deficit by running the football at three or four yards a clip. It's not going to work. They average 5.1 yards per carry. You're, you're, you're taking into Lamar Jackson. Right. No, no, that's fine. Talk. I'm talking about the running backs in particular. Yeah, what did they run for? Yeah, I don't think it's, what did you say, six running back carries? I, I don't Again, think I, but, but my point is, when you're down two scores, you don't have the opportunity to say, we can go three and out. We don't have the opportunity for that. You have to try and make explosive plays happen. They weren't having explosive plays through the ground outside of Lamar Jackson on a pass play, scrambling out. That was what they had to do. Now, again, I'm not disagreeing that they should have uh, stuck with it at least longer, but I can at least understand of, hey, you're down two scores. We have to make something explosive happen now. I don't agree. I mean, if you're down two scores in the second half of the fourth quarter with, you know, you have seven minutes left and you're down two scores, sure. But you're, you have an entire half of football left to be played and you're down 10 points. You're not even down 14. You're down 10. And you are the top running offense in the NFL. Hmm. Lamar Jackson, you can't. Lamar Jackson is not Patrick Mahomes. He's at his best when you can sprinkle in the run game, have some quarterback design runs. If he, if Lamar Jackson has to throw the ball 40 times in a game, you're probably going to lose, especially against the Chiefs, especially against their secondary. I think that was the reason, obviously, that and then two turnovers. And then the Ravens lost the game. Yeah. I, I don't know what they were thinking offensively. And it, I, even before they were down two scores, early in the game, they were, they were still, first half, they were still throwing the football. Yeah, I think I have the first half, sense. second half, or first half splits. For 12 passes, eight runs in the first half. Yeah, they're, they're, they were 50-50 all year long. They, they, if you look at the actual percentage, it was it actually right, they, they ran a few more times than they threw, which is wild in the year 2023-2024. Man, it, it was just – it was tough. They couldn't get anything going, though. I, I, I think and then when more, they did, they turned the ball over. Yeah, I think it was more Spags Stevens than anything else. I think he was a mastermind back there. I mean, again, that was their fourth string safety making the interception. I mean, that's depth right there. Um, I was very impressed with the game plan. I know folks have been talking about the Chiefs offense and the struggles in the second half. I will say this, and you're probably going to disagree with me. I, I think it was a little bit of, again, they didn't want to go three now. They, they, they weren't trying to not score points, but look at what they did. How often did they run the football? How often did Mahomes just say, you know what? I am not forcing the ball. I am not going to make a backbreaking play. You looked at Detroit, right? Detroit kept trying to keep their foot on the pedal, and what happened? They kept making mistakes time and time again. I'm not saying one way is better than the other, but the Chiefs, I think, and Patrick Mahomes in particular, this was growth for him. Like, I always would go back and rip on Tom Brady for that Super Bowl where they they won 13-3, to right? And you're like, wow, what a horrible game. Like, Tom Brady was, was cheeks in this game. But I'm sitting here going, that's fine, but also, wasn't he basically trying to just say, I'm not going to make a mistake and watch Jared Goff try and win this team or try and win this game for them? Because he thought, you know what? If I don't lose this game, he ain't going to win it with the way the defense is playing. I think Mahomes and the Chiefs defense said the same thing. Mahomes going, hey, you know what? The Chiefs defense is playing so good right now. If I don't make a mistake, we're winning this game. Lamar ain't bringing them back. That's what I took away from that game, from that second half in particular. If it, if it was a tied game, you better believe he was still going to Travis Kelsey, who was 11 of 11 for 115 yards. Yeah, I mean, you know I'm not going to agree with that. I mean, I don't think you can say you scored zero points in the second half. It ended up being a one-score game and a game where the other team was shooting themselves in the foot constantly and then say it was like a, a great game by him. I didn't say it was a great game, but like I said it, I understand the game plan. Like, again, if, if it would have gotten close, which, again, it did on that third and nine, what happened? Mahomes goes, oh yeah, I'm Patrick Mahomes, baby. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go for it. I'm gonna throw it to MVS. I trust him. He's gonna bring it down. I mean, like, maybe, maybe not though. Maybe it's a tie game, and then the Ravens come back and win. We're just making things up now. That's fine. I, I, I'm telling you, you saw what Detroit did. They were continuously aggressive. It bit them. You saw the Chiefs be extremely conservative. It didn't look pretty. But right. which team is moving on? Right. And for the case this weekend. The Chiefs, but you can't tell me. I mean, how many other examples are there where a team plays too conservatively and it ends up blowing it for them? And then people are like, man, you got to be a little bit aggressive. You can't just play not to lose and it blows up in their face. This time it worked. Sure. Other times it hasn't. Agreed. I'm fired up today. 
how much of this loss is on Lamar Jackson? Obviously, I just talked about the game plan. That to me, that was uh, the biggest issue. But even even so, Lamar Jackson, you would hope being the MVP of the NFL, would be able to do enough to lead his team to a victory. If the offensive coordinator puts the entire game on your shoulders, which he did, he went twenty for thirty-seven, two hundred seventy-two yards, a touchdown, uh, and threw one of the worst interceptions I've seen all season. Yeah, a lot. All the Lamar jo- uh, Jackson chokes in the playoffs takes can now be actually used. Like, I didn't think it was fair before this game. I, I really right. didn't because I, th- I thought this team's so different. He finally has weapons, a new team, Todd Munkin. I, I go, you know what? I'm not going to say he chokes in the playoffs, but after this game, yeah, man, I- I- I'm all in. Because that was the worst throw you could possibly make in that situation into triple yeah. coverage, six and a half minutes left in the game. Patrick Mahomes never ever would make that throw in a playoff game. In a what do you? Years. No, no elite quarterback. Josh Allen wouldn't make that throw. Like, like, what are you doing? Um, right. Nick Bolton actually could have had another interception, but because he's wearing a cast, he can't bring the ball in. I mean, that was thrown and hit him right in the number thirty-two. Like that was right there. Um, <sighs> Lamar wasn't good, man. Yeah, he wasn't good. He held on the ball too long. His body language wasn't great. I mean, he was just complaining on the sidelines about every little thing. He looked rattled. He looked confused. Um, yeah, man, I, you got to place a lot of that loss on Lamar's shoulders. Yeah, I mean, like I said, once again, I don't think their offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, put him in the best position possible to succeed. Um, I don't think he gave really gave him Lamar Jackson a chance to be Lamar Jackson because um, that, in order for Lamar Jackson to be Lamar Jackson, he needs some help in the run game by the running backs, and he didn't give them a chance. Um, but still, not the best showing. MVP of the NFL, which means you were the best player in the NFL this season, you got to do better than that in a conference yeah. championship game. Yeah, I was I was just very disappointed because again, I, I like Lamar Jackson a lot. I like the Ravens team a lot. I, I I think they were a great team, which again I think goes more to how the Chiefs were able to uh, bring them down. I mean, look at what they've done all season long. Look at how good they've been analytic- uh, analytically as well as the eye test. And the Chiefs were able to just basically say, you know what, we're going to bully you. We're going to yeah. bully you. I mean, Lamar's biggest play of the game was a tip pass that he caught. I mean, that, yeah. that, that was the best play of the game was a lucky play. That was fourth down run was pretty nice. Touchdown sure. pass was pretty nice. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Woozy guy says the second half game plan wasn't that effective for the Chiefs, but they didn't abandon it. Not saying it was great, but they stuck to it and bled clock and lean on the D. Yeah. I mean, Mahomes didn't have a bad game. He, he was effective 30 for 39, only 241 yards, but 30 for 39 didn't make any mistakes. And that's what Mahomes does. I was talking to does some, not make mistakes in the playoffs. I was talking to some Chiefs film guys, um, and also to uh, to Seth Kaiser, who's very respected here in, in the Chiefs community. Um, and he noticed he goes the second half they actually still drew up some some shots deep, but if it wasn't there, Mahomes wasn't going to force it. He said right. the Ravens defense was better in the second half, but also he goes know the game plan. Don't put the ball in harm's way. Like you saw Mahomes this season make a lot of uncharacteristic throws of. Dude, he's forcing that or that that should not be thrown. Yeah, I don't care if it's a receiver or not. Don't throw that ball. He charted all three games so far in the playoffs. Zero, zero balls that could have been intercepted. Yeah, I think that might be the actually the best trait that Mahomes has. People talk about it like his escapability and, uh, you know, ability to improvise. I actually think his best trait, especially in the playoffs, is mistake free football. He's not giving turnovers and he's not even like giving the other. It's not even like he's like throwing throat, like doing passes where like it it slips through defenders hands. Like he's playing flawless football. Yeah. And that's what you have to do to win in the playoffs when it's when you're playing against another good team. Don't make any mistakes. Hope the other team does. And sometimes like in this game, they did. Ravens did technically gain them 5.9 yards per play to 4.4 yards per play. But that that doesn't matter. You turn the ball over three times it's not going to matter. Um, are you bored winning as a Chiefs fan? No, this year's been so much fun. I mean, honestly, this this year has been incredible. Yeah. And here's why: on Christmas, just over a month ago, I thought this was the worst team we have seen in the Mahomes era by far. Like, I'm like, they're gonna waste 
this incredible defense with who knows if Legarius is back next year, who knows if Chris Jones is back next year. Sure, the offense will will come back and probably they'll get some draft picks and some uh, veteran wide receivers, but man, they really wasted this Chiefs defense. And then all of a sudden, it clicked. That Bills game fired me up something fierce. Going into that game after what I saw they did to the Dolphins and just saw the reactions of the players, just the mindset I go, this team's getting it done, man. I don't care who they play. They can play the Ravens. They can play the Niners. This team's getting it done. They, there is a little bit of a almost sandbag feel to it. Like during the regular season, they're like, we don't really care. We don't care. Travis Kelsey could get 16 yards for yet another 1,000-yard season. He goes, we don't care. We're just going to turn it on in the playoffs. Golden State did it. The Patriots did it for so long. Sometimes you, you, we focus so much on what teams look like in week five. Doesn't really matter. What happens in January? What happens in February? That's what really defines a team. Matthew says, I love winning as a Chiefs fan. I love being the villains of the NFL. Uh, so let me pose that question to you. How does it feel to be the villain? Because I think I think we can say the Chiefs are the villain of the NFL now. Like if you look at those, and I never know how accurate those maps are, but you see it every single playoff game in the NFL. Uh, which states are cheering for which teams in the conference championship in the Super Bowl? The map... I saw somewhere someone tweeted it. It was the map of the Chiefs for a Super Bowl run. Um, and like the entire map was all people cheering for the Chiefs. And now it's the complete opposite. And it's oh, yeah, everyone else. And then there's Missouri and Kansas. Do both those states cheer for the, the Chiefs? Are they both Chiefs yes. places? And yes. then everywhere else uh, on the map. And once again, don't know how accurate these are. I don't know how they come up with these numbers, but everyone else is cheering against the Chiefs. How does it feel to be the villain? It's awesome. It's awesome. Do, but it, do you you do know that how you felt about the Patriots for 20 years is now how everyone feels about the Chiefs? Are you aware of that? A hundred percent. And you're okay with it? I am no okay with guilty? it. I, well, I feel, I, I will say this, I feel for, for the other teams in the NFL, especially teams in the AFC, because Tom Brady and the Patriots dominated for so long. Not only that, he played until he was like 45. Now I know he, he left for, for Tampa, but you're sitting here going, when is this dude going to retire? Like, seriously, this is unheard of. This is historic. Right. And he finally retires, and you think, hallelujah, finally, it's open. It's not going right. to be one team anymore. There's opportunities for everyone. No, baton was passed, and it goes directly from the Patriots dynasty directly into the Chiefs. Right. There so wasn't like, even a one-year buffer. It was immediately. Well, and, that, and that's what it is. And so I understand that, right? Like, you thought the Chiefs were the team that were going to be the start of the new um, brigade of new right. teams winning every single year. So that's why everyone's rooting for Kansas City, right? Finally, it's not the Patriots. Finally, right. it's a team who's not won in 50 years. And they are a likable team. The Chiefs? Yeah, outside of the fact that they've won a ton. Like, Mahomes yeah. is a very likable guy. Andy Reid's, like, one of the most likable coaches of all time. I would agree with that. And Travis Kelsey, I think, is fun. Might be like, a little polarizing, but sure, he's generally, but, I mean, he's a good guy. He doesn't, he, like, he doesn't have legal issues. Yeah, it's just the winning, and I understand it. So you have to buy in, and the players have this year. Like, the players really bought in in, in Buffalo. When they were getting snowballs pelted at them, and Drew Tranquil is sitting there just egging them on. Like, Mahomes went up right. there and egging them on. Right. Like you wouldn't have seen that from Mahomes a few years ago. Like right. Mahomes and Travis Kelsey when Justin Tucker, quite frankly, is trying to punk him and play mind games. I don't know if you heard this. They asked Justin Tucker to move his helmet and stuff. And Justin Tucker goes, yeah, sure. And he moved it like two inches. And that's when they threw the, because they're like, okay, dude, no, bleep that. I'm worth, you're not doing this. You're not kicking on the goal line. Um, yeah, they're the villains. And quite frankly, in real life, Sorry, it's not a Disney movie. Villains are winning. Uh, I do have some breaking news. Uh, the Steelers are expected to hire former Falcons coach Arthur Smith as their offensive coordinator. Who's the backup tight end for the Steelers? Take him in your fantasy league next year. <laughs> Dude, that's... They're going back to Matt Canada. Yeah, maybe even a worse version of Matt Canada. I mean, Arthur Smith was there for the heyday of Derrick Henry, but I mean, you ought to have Derrick Henry to do that. It's just... I don't get it. They're just going to run the football yet again with 
I get it. They have Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, but in today's NFL, all right. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Woozy guy, first, you kind of don't like it. Last year was building. This year, everyone was so ready for the Chiefs' downfall and the vitriol was so strong. You're just like, F it, let's bite him. I think what hurts, speaking as a non-Chiefs fan, um, I think what hurts the most is that this year, the Chiefs, for the regular season, they weren't the best team in the AFC. It's not like they dominated the regular season. They were like, I mean, at best, you could argue they're number two. I would argue they're three or four in the conference. And then we're like, okay, like it's going to be a little bit of a down year. They don't have receivers. Kadarius Tony's hilarious to watch. Nobody can catch a ball. Uh, their defense is good, but they don't have enough offensive weapons. And then the playoff hits and the playoff hit, and it's just like, okay, they're going to win again. So it stings a little bit more. I think it would hurt less if the Chiefs has dominated the regular season again. But it's like we had hope all year. Like, not many people even really consider the Chiefs as le- a legitimate Super Bowl contender, and now here they are back in the Super Bowl. Well, and that's what it was, was all these other fans talking smack, just talking about the downfall of the Chiefs, right? They talk so much smack. And then the Chiefs are yet again back in the Super Bowl. So a whole bunch of fans on Twitter are getting back at all those people, which just stirs the pot yet again. Right. Uh, Trevor Rogan says, can't wait for the Chiefs to destroy Ian's prize child MVP. Property. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, yeah, right. Some people were uh, are getting mad at me because I'm like kind of turning into a bit of a Chiefs hater. My reasoning is... And the best way to describe it is that as great as the Chiefs are, because some people are like, you should cheer for greatness and all that stuff. To me, it's like having to watch Shawshank Redemption a thousand times in a row. It's a great movie, arguably the greatest movie of all time. I don't want to watch it a thousand times in a row. I know how it ends. I want to see different movies with different endings. And with the Chiefs back in the Super Bowl, it's like watching the same movie again for the fifth time in the past four years. I know how it's going to end, and it doesn't do anything for me. I watch sports to get, like, emotion out of it. Chiefs winning doesn't give me an emotion. It doesn't give me good emotion. Maybe it gives me a bad emotion. I want, like, a feel-good story. I want to see, like, videos of, like, fans who are cheering for who've been a fan of their team for the past 50 years, never win a Super Bowl. And like their kid is like filming them as they watch their team win a Super Bowl and they're bawling their eyes out old men crying. Cause they finally get to see their team win a championship. That's what I want to see. That's what I like about sports. What I don't like about sports is the same team winning again. Who cares if Patrick Mahomes win another wins another Super Bowl. That doesn't make me happy. That doesn't make me cry tears of joy. It's like, Oh great. It's the same thing we've seen. Well, we almost saw something new, and that was the Detroit Lions in the Super Bowl, yet they fell. They had the game within their grasp, and they choked. That was a choke job. Um, Again, bad bounces, of course. But when you watch that game, and you understand what Dan Campbell and the decisions that he made – I sit here saying Dan Campbell made those decisions all year long, and I never heard heard anyone complain when they went right. Now, a 48-yard field goal, for some reason, everyone is yelling, take the points, take the points. I'm not saying it was the right decision to go for it, but also it's not just as simple as take the points. He was what? It was like 50%, 48%. It was not a high number of what he was from 48-plus on the year. That was not a chip shot. That was not a gimme. And oh, by the way, Jake Moody missed one from 43 early on in the game. Like, I'm just sitting here going, we can complain about Dan Campbell all we want, but I sit back and go, you know what? I actually don't have a major issue with how he coached that game. That's what he's done all season long, and it got him to that point. Yeah, exactly. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Um, and in this case, being aggressive didn't work out. Being aggressive, people who are um, fans of coaches being aggressive, going forward on fourth down, uh, trying to make the aggressive play, um, they're not saying that that's the right move in the sense that it's always going to work. Sometimes it still isn't. Um, if you flip a coin that has a 55% chance of landing on heads, there's still a 45% of the time it doesn't. It's still better than flipping a coin that has, it's still better than betting on tails, which only has a 45% chance. Doesn't mean the math always works though. And in hindsight, it's always easy to criticize because obviously hindsight's 2020. I don't disagree with what Dan Campbell did on any of his calls. It just didn't work out. Um, the dealer hit blackjack. Every time he went for it, every time he doubled down, the dealer hit blackjack. And unfortunately, that just happens sometimes and it happens to curse franchises more often than not. 
I'm also glad he, to an extent, went for it yet again. And the reason being is Brandon Staley was very aggressive with the Chargers earlier on in his career. And I know people gave him a hard time, but I go, it's actually worked the majority of the time. It just doesn't work against Kansas City. They had a tight end knock himself out that would have been a touchdown. Like, that's not happening more often than not. Like, that was the, that was the one in a hundred times when it doesn't work. Um, but then Brandon Staley got so scared like he went from so aggressive to scared and then he tried going back to aggressive again. And that's what got him canned. I think more than anything else was he kept being wishy-washy. No one knew what he was going to do and it was bad. Well, Dan Campbell has been aggressive and he even post game doubled down and was basically like, no, this is what got us here. Yeah. I get you. You're going to be mad at me and everyone's going to be upset, but no, I'm not changing. This is who I am. Yeah. Uh, Trevor asks, I'm joining late, so sorry if this has been, been mentioned. I had a dumb red argument about whether the Chiefs defense is better than the 49ers. What are your takes? Chiefs D disrespect is why. Are people disrespecting the Chiefs defense? They were. Who's doing I that? Think, That's I a think, wild take if they are. I, I think some national media before the Bills game in particular. That, that well, I, Those it, people just don't look at stats then because that's ridiculous. I, I the Chiefs would agree. are top three, if not top three, top five defense in the NFL. I think the reason is they only have one real superstar Chris Jones, right? Like it's, it's not like they're littered with the Fred Warners, the Eric Armsteads, the, the Bosa's like they don't have a whole bunch of um, like massive name players, right? Like even the Ravens, you know, Roquan Smith, I think Patrick Queen started to get there. Justin Matubike, uh, Jadavian Clowney was one, one, like you're, you're looking at a team and Kyle Hamilton, obviously all pro, like you're looking at a team that's just littered with big time names. So you automatically think that that team's defensively is going to be better Again, this is why I go back to Steve Spagnolo. I mean, I, I, he's done such a great job with second-year guys, third-year guys, and maybe some dudes who aren't as well-known. But again, if you know ball and if you know stats and analytics and you're looking into the games and you watch every game, I, I don't think people are sliding the Chiefs' defense. It's the people who, quite frankly, shouldn't be talking ball to begin with. Those are the folks, and they're not worth your time. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit more when we preview the game, but I, and I don't know if you answered this question, Sterling earlier, will the Lions get back to the NFC championship? That's tough, man. In the post game press conference, Dan Campbell, like basically said, we might not get another shot. Like it's going to be even harder to get back here. But Um, but it's true. Do you you like that? Because I kind of like the honesty from Dan. Like that's what he's known for is being an honest guy. Yeah, I, I do like the honesty. I think it stings at the time because when 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 you're a fan of a team or a player on a team, you lose a big game. Like you like to think, oh, we'll be back next year, but that's obviously not necessarily the case. But if you be honest about it, um, I think and it's the reason why he did it because he feels a big reason why they went on this run this year because they are so fired up. They had a chip on their shoulder all year. It's hard to always have that chip on your shoulder. So by saying we might not make it back here, it's kind of his way of firing up his guys to get ready to go on another run. 100% agree. Right. 100%. I mean, people always talk about it. It's not that hard to go from three to nine wins. Like that's the easier one. Then from nine to 12 is really hard. And then 12 to a Super Bowl is nearly impossible. And then now the the Lions went from what, nine to 12? They did the three to nine. They did the the nine to 12. They got here. Now they're in the, the the part that's really really difficult. I mean, right. the Packers, unless you're Patrick Mahomes, uh, sure, or, or Tom. Yeah, again, there's always right. going to be outliers, but right. they don't have a superstar quarterback. Jared Goff's a good quarterback. I yeah. think Jared Goff's very underrated. But again, you don't have a quarterback on a rookie deal, so you're having to build your team through the draft at every other position. Eventually, Amon Ra, St. Brown's contract comes up. Eventually, all these other deals come up, and you have to make tough decisions. Yeah, it is going to be harder next year. That, that's what does suck. You have to win in these opportunities. The Niners keep finding ways to do it. And again, they're doing it with a rookie quarterback contract. That allows them to have a complete team. Uh, David Wright, this book over my shoulder. If you remember David Wright um, for the, the Mets, right? Third baseman. And right. he, he talked about was his first year or second year in baseball. They went to the World Series. They went far. And he thought, this is what happens every single year. We're getting back. Never happened again. Like, like this happens to a lot of guys where you just expect that this is the norm. This is not the norm. I think Dan Campbell, as you're alluding to, is pointing out, this is not normal. You have to fight and claw every single year to get back here. Don't expect this. You have to earn this. Uh, yes. And I think the biggest issue for the Lions getting back is they're going to lose Ben Johnson. 
Um, yeah. The Lions offense is what got them there. They did not make the NFC championship based on their defense. They got there based on their offense. A lot of it offensive scheme and a lot in offensive play calling. And that's all Ben Johnson. As much as Dan Campbell is a leader of men, this offense was good because as good as it was because of Ben Johnson and they're going to lose him, which is, which would be if I was a Lions fan, I'd be my, the number one concern about being able to get back to the spot. Now, the things that favor the Lions is the NFC is overall pretty weak. Uh, next year, you're going to have the 49ers. The Cowboys will choke in the playoffs again. Who knows what's going to go on with the Eagles? And then you got, I mean, the Packers, obviously, in the division. That's a little bit scary. Um, but it does benefit them to be in the NFC instead of being in the AFC. A lot I, easier. I will say, but this was an easier path. Kirk Cousins getting injured. Uh, right. The Bears, I do yeah, think. Things break their way for sure. And the Bears showed something this year as well. I mean, I, like the, towards the end of the season, you're sitting here going, okay, maybe the Bears aren't atrocious. The Rams are still finding ways. Rams, yeah. Um, this was the down year in the NFC, which again, I think if you're an AFC team, you say the same thing with the Chiefs. This was the year to beat the Chiefs. Um, it was squandered opportunities is what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, all right, let's uh, let's talk Super Bowl here. Obviously, a ways to go. Uh, I hate the two weeks in between the conference championship and the Super Bowl. It's the longest two weeks in sports, um, especially uh, when it's the Chiefs in the Super Bowl for the fifth, for fourth time in five years because it's there's no new storylines, um, except for Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. That'll be a fun storyline to listen to in the next two weeks. Um, Chiefs are underdogs again, though. Um, despite being the hottest team uh, in the playoffs, despite having Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs are once again underdogs. Uh, the betting line opened up at 49ers minus two and a half. It got bet down immediately. Uh, it got down as low as around 49ers minus one. It has then since, let me check uh, to see if any major changes happened in the past half hour. Um, but I'm assuming it's back up. Uh, oh, it's actually some places it's back up to minus two. Uh, it kind of settled there for a bit at minus one and a half, still minus one and a half at most places. Some places have it back up to minus two. Regardless, the Chiefs, unless there's a major shift, and I don't think it will, that there will be, the Chiefs will enter as a small underdog again. Um, last year, they are one-and-a-half-point underdog to the Eagles, and, of course, they won that game. Yeah. I don't have an issue with it. Um, the Niners are a great team. They're a great team. They, they've, I think they've earned that. Um, Vegas is not in the business of losing money. So while I think the Chiefs have the advantage here because I'm going to bet on Patrick Mahomes and what the, the, they've done, Vegas ain't in the business of losing money. They're, they're not setting that line willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. So w- when I look at this, if you're a Chiefs fan, you're almost excited because the Chiefs have used this as motivation. You don't rarely get to see the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes get to use the underdog storyline. Now, again, it's pretty silly. It's one and a half point. You're the defending Super Bowl champions. But they can still use it. They use it against the Bills. They use it against the Ravens. And now they get to use it in the Super Bowl. Um, it's not quite that no one believes in us because, again, it's a, it's a one-point line. It's a two-point line. But end of the day, in the highest level, you'll use anything. They use Justin Tucker doing a, a very minor thing as motivation. You heard Donovan Smith post game quoting. It was <laughs> so, so some Ravens players earlier, like, they hear this stuff. They they use it. They they channel it. And if you're a Chiefs fan, I don't think you're upset about the line. I think if anything, you're a little excited by it. Um, the Chiefs are in the Patrick Mahomes era since he and games that he started when they're set as underdogs. They're 10, 1, and 1 against the spread as underdogs, 9 and 3 straight up when Patrick Mahomes is an underdog. So if you bet, you should probably put money on the Chiefs then, huh? You should. Yes, correct. You should. You should. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, another shot of the Super Bowl, blew the Super Bowl with the Falcons. He was the offensive coordinator in the 28 to three game. Uh, Went back to the Super Bowl as the 49ers head coach in Super Bowl 44. uh, Gave up 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter to lose that. Um, 31-20. They're up 2010 heading into the fourth quarter. Um, And now he's back at the Super Bowl. Uh, with a chance to finally win one. Um, I don't really have any further comments on that. I just wanted to bring that up. Coaching advantage. In terms of being able to coach in clutch moments, Andy Reid by a million. Which is hilarious. If you had told someone that like 10 years ago, like an Eagles fan, like, yeah, Andy Reid in clutch moments, they would have laughed at you. Right. But that also comes with experience. I do think Shanahan's a great head coach. Like, it it wasn't his fault that Jimmy G couldn't make that throw. 
right? That that's that's not on him. It was the right play call. All right, twenty eight uh, to three might have been on him. Twenty eight to three might have been on him. Yeah, but uh, let's break down this game a little bit further. Let's start start with the Chiefs, uh, and I'll let you kind of take lead on here, and then maybe I'll take the 49ers. What is the Chiefs' path to victory in Super Bowl Fifty Eight? Doing what they've done in the playoffs, just the offense is moving the ball very effectively. Um, one or two explosive plays a game. It's not like you have to be what you were in 2018. You don't even have to be what you were last year. Just be close to that because the defense has been that good. Uh, I do think Spagnuolo is going to drop, especially with two weeks to game plan. I mean, they shut down Tua. And you say, okay, it's Tua Tagovailoa and that's in the snow. Fine, I'll grant you that. They shut down Josh Allen. In the second half, when they had to have it, what happened? The Chiefs defense said, sorry, pal, you ain't getting anything more. You're done. They shut down Lamar Jackson, the MVP. That offense for the Ravens looked befuddled. They looked confused. Now you have two weeks to go up and game plan against a younger quarterback in Brock Purdy. Sam Darnold's on that team. Knows all about seeing ghosts. I expect Brock Purdy, as great of a processor as he is, I really like Brock Purdy. It's tough to process when you're laying on your back. Now, big deal here is Charles Minnehu who's going to be out for the game. He tore his ACL. That's been the Chiefs' second best for sure, at least third best pass rusher all season long. That's a big loss. Willie Gay Jr., though, should be coming back in this game. He was questionable before the Bills. Willie Gay Jr. is a very athletic linebacker, probably the most athletic linebacker the Chiefs have. That's a big get back. Um, offensive line, I'm still a little wishy-washy on Joe Tooney. You're kind of hearing conflicting reports. I'm trying to get more information, so I don't want to talk out of turn here on what the issue is with Joe Tooney if he or is he not going to play in this game. Um but overall, I, I think the Chiefs' game plan is Mahomes take care of the football. You score 23, 25 points. I think the Chiefs win. Um, okay. 49ers' path to victory is pretty simple. Um, and it's just to do what the Ravens didn't. Um, the Ravens ran the ball more than any other team in the NFL uh, and ran the ball almost as effectively as any other team in the NFL. Uh, well, San Francisco is very similar. Third highest run play percentage, uh, but actually I think they actually had a lot better run statistics. Um, first in the NFL and rush EPA second and rush success rate first in the regular season. If you include postseason, they've dropped down a second and rush success rate, run the football, run the football, run the football. Do not try to win this game on the arm of Brock Purdy. Um, as much as I'm a Brock Purdy defender, um, the chief secondary is too good. And Brock Purdy hasn't looked the best in big games. Um, you need to run the football keep Mahomes off the field and try to win this game with Christian McCaffrey. Even when they throw the ball, don't try to attack the chief secondary, not going to work. Attack them where they're weak, do what the Ravens didn't and just run the football, run the football, run the football. It's how the Broncos beat the chiefs this year. Um, If I can bring up those numbers, it's how the Raiders beat the chiefs this year. Those two teams Ran the football, especially the Raiders. The Raiders had like, it was like 40 rush attempts and like 19 throws. The Broncos, it was more runs than throws, not quite as as exaggerated, but they ran the football a ton. Teams, I don't know what it is. It's like when good teams face the Chiefs, especially in the playoffs, they panic and they think they need to like outshoot Patrick Mahomes and, and try to turn their quarterback into a gunslinger. Don't do that. Run the football. Run the football, run the football. If the Raiders and the Broncos can beat the Chiefs by just running the football and sticking to it, then the 49ers can do it. Run the football. Please, run the football. It's like the OCs and the head coaches are like, well, they're going to expect us to run. We're a running team. They expect this. So let's throw the ball. Ah, the old Arthur Smith strategy. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they expect us to get the ball in our best playmaker's hands. Let's give it to Jonu Smith on a jet sweep. Run the football. If the 49ers run the football and stick to it, even if they get down, if they get down seven points, 10 points in the first half, don't panic, run the football. And they did that these past couple uh, games, especially last week against the Lions. I don't remember as much against the Packers, but when they got down the lines, they still ran the football and it worked. The, the, the one thing I'm I'm interested in as well, though, when you look at what the Chiefs defense has given up in the playoffs. Now, again, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with the run the football moniker, but both Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen made some insanely unreal plays at quarterback. I mean, like some of the touchdown plays, some of the plays to keep the ball alive, Lamar Jackson and throwing the ball to himself, Josh Allen, a couple of plays that he made your senior going, okay, 
they got beat. That wasn't necessarily like, like the Chiefs defense just was out of position. That was a, okay, a MVP caliber quarterback made a play. I'm sitting here going, I don't think Brock Purdy can make those plays. Like it's going to take a Herculean effort a couple times in the game to keep the drive alive. Can Brock Purdy do that? Now, I right. will say he's made a couple of really nice plays that 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 one throw to George Kittle for a touchdown, not against the Lions, but the week prior. That that was a Herculean type of play. That that was an an absolute dot. But he's gonna have to have at least one or two of those that make you go, all right, that was nothing the Chiefs did wrong. That was the quarterback just getting the better of them. Again, like Travis Kelsey and Kyle Hamilton on that touchdown, right? There was right. nothing Kyle Hamilton could have done different on that touchdown. That was Mahomes to to Kelsey. In today's era of, of NFL, perfect offense will always beat perfect defense. That's the way the NFL is set up right now with, with the hand check rule, all that stuff. It's the way it's set up. So unless Brock Purdy makes a couple of those plays, I don't see their chances. But he has made a couple of those plays. He he threw some absolute dimes. Uh, the game against the Packers, it wasn't just the touchdown throw. Uh, he had another one. Um in the middle of the field that was unbelievable he had a couple throws last week he's got to limit the bad throws though he has made some just bad throws the past couple weeks the interception this past week was terrible but i mean those to be honest though those are kind of throws you expect from a second year quarterback 100 percent agree like again i I think people like just like still treat him like he's like a veteran quarterback who's been like making those throws for years like he's a people forget he's a second year guy we got to cut him a little bit of slack which is why we got to run the football Woozy made a, made a great comment. Ian Channeling, Richard Sherman. I forgot about that clip. I need to find that clip. I'm going to be tweeting that clip all week leading up to this. <laughs> Run the football! Um, Hunter Sterling doesn't watch the other games just KC. You know that ain't true, Hunter. <laughs> you know that ain't true. Watch every game. Trust me, my fiance is always... I'm always using an excuse. Sorry, babe. I, I can't. I got to go watch football. It's for work. It's for work. I keep on trying to find the run splits in the Broncos and Raiders games when they beat the Chiefs. I know I tweeted it out and I can't find it to save my life, but it would kind of support my point. If the worst teams in the NFL can just run the football all game against the Chiefs and win, the 49ers can do it. Please just run the football. And if you're not going to run the football, tell me beforehand so I don't have to bet on you. I'll bet on the Chiefs instead. Um, all right. What else do we got here? Uh, that's pretty much it. Um, we got five minutes left. So just really quick, we'll just give out our best bet. Sterling last week went one and one in the conference championship games. It hit the chiefs plus three and a half. You lost the under between the lines and 49ers. I went Oh, and two. I had one of the worst betting I'd, in terms of potential money. One down the drain. I had the worst betting day in my life on Sunday, lost the Ravens, lost the 49ers, lost a college basketball bet by the hook. Uh, LA Kings lost in overtime. And Lydia Ko, uh, 14 to 1 in LPGA, had a three stroke lead with two holes to go. Nelly Corder goes Eagle Birdie and then beats her in a playoff because Lydia Ko three putt. I was not a happy camper Sunday night. My That's point is, I went 0 2 in the conference championship in the, in the NFL. You said up three with two left? Yeah, Nelly Corda finished going Eagle Birdie to force a playoff. She's awesome, by the way. Nelly Corda has the oh. smoothest swing. If you're a golfer, my favorite yeah, swing of all time. Yeah, guy or girl, it's Freddie Couples, but but modern, like like just so smooth. You watch it, it's I could awesome. I could watch her swing all day. Um, and I bet on her to win the week before. Unfortunately, I didn't bet on her to win this week. I bet on Lydia Ko and Nelly Corda. The live odds are like minus ten thousand. I had a tweet typed up, ready to click send, saying I won my Nelly, my Lydia Go bet, and Nelly Quarter goes Eagle Birdie to close out, force the playoff, and then Lydia go three putts to lose. If you want to actually understand why we're talking a little LPGAs, because Ian's the best LPGA better I've ever seen. It's nuts. Like thank it's, you. It's this no, was no, supposed. It, it's this was supposed to be my first win of the season in their second event. I was like, great, 2024 LPGA. I'm starting picking up right where I left off, an outright winner in their second event. And then Nelly Quarter goes eagle birdie and then wins in a playoff. Got wrenching stuff. Look at look at Matthew saying Ben Johnson is staying in Detroit per, te- for, per Tom Pelissero. That's massive. Did that just get announced? I mean, I that's. I didn't see that. Let me, let me take a little look see here. Ben Johnson. Yeah. Uh, eight minutes ago, OC wow. Ben Johnson informed the Seahawks commanders that he's staying in Detroit. Wow, that's huge. So that, uh, I mean, that's I brought up that point earlier. If, if he leaves, that's bad for Detroit. If he's back, um, Lions should have a should they'll be in the playoffs. Dan the Campbell playoffs. just sitting there hazing him. You're staying, Ben. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, 
All right. So Super Bowl pick. Uh, I'm going to assume you're taking the Chiefs. Uh, correct. You are, you are astute observation from you. Now, what I'm telling people is to take the Chiefs. The Chiefs are the right bet. Patrick Mahomes will win again. Some voodoo will happen. They'll get a couple breaks, go their way. Brock Purdy throws a bad interception. Chiefs will win. I am once again going to bet against the Chiefs and take the 49ers. It's stupid. It's going to lose. I guess I'm just a, a masochist. I guess I just like to feel pain. Um, I will be taking the 49ers. For the majority of the season, the 49ers were the best team in the NFL, and if it wasn't them, is the Ravens. And no, very few people would have argued that fact. I'm trying my best to not let the last few weeks sway my opinion of these two teams. The 49ers have more weapons. If you look at look at the 49ers, where they rank in offensive stats this year, let me just quickly rip through these. Net yards per play, first. EPA per play, first. Success rate, first. Dropback EPA, first. Dropback success rate, first. Rush EPA, first. Rush success rate, second. Average scoring margin, second. Red zone offense, first. Third down offense, third. Unbelievable. They have by far the best offense in the NFL. They have the tools. They have the style of play to attack the Chiefs where they're weak, which is their run defense. Now, their defense is average. Their defense, and someone brought it up earlier, the Chiefs' defense is better. They're, they're, there's no denying that. The Chiefs' defense is better. And, of course, the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, which is why the Chiefs are going to win this game. Let me be clear. The Chiefs will win this game. What, what in the I am Obama, betting on the 49 what, what, what in the Barack was that? Now, let me be clear. <laughs> the Chiefs will be winning this game. So when the Chiefs win this game, I don't want anyone telling me you were wrong because I'm telling you the Chiefs are going to win the game. But I'm also telling you I'm going to be betting on the 49ers. Yeah, you're still I the have to so that trust way you my can't process. lose. I get it. I have to trust my process, and my process is that I can't bet on vibes. And betting on the Chiefs is vibes because the metrics and the numbers and the an- analytics tell me the Niners are the better team. It's how I've always bet on the NFL. It's how I bet on all, every sport. I try to take the emotion out of it, and i got to do it here too. So I'm going to bet the 49ers. But let me be clear once again, in case you didn't hear me, the Chiefs will win this game, and they will win their second straight Super Bowl, and they'll probably win it next year and the year after. But I'm going to bet on against them probably every single time. Also, I've been wrong about the the only time I've the Chiefs have won two Super Bowls in the Mahomes era. I bet against them both times. The Super Bowl I bet on them was when they played the Buccaneers and they lost. So I'm betting against them this time. They'll win next year. They'll make the Super Bowl. I'll bet on them. They'll lose. Yeah, I'm a vibes guy. I bet on vibes. Yeah, and it's worked out for you. If you look at our record, at least on the show this year, your record's been better. Thank you, Trevor. Thank you for saying I'm a great heel for the show. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not purposely trying to do that, but I got, I got, my opinions are my opinions. Let's close out the show with, with your gifts here, Sterling. So for those of you who didn't watch it during the regular season, we had a survivor pool competition. I lost in like week four or five when the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals, and I told Sterling the longer he goes, the better gift he will get. Uh, what week was it where he finally lost? I think it was 14. 14 or f- I think it was 14. Uh, who, who was it? Was it on the Texans? Uh, I can't remember anymore, man. I'm going to, I think we still have it on our records here. I still have Gar- some, I saw the Ravens. I think I hadn't used, I was an idiot. <laughs> yeah. The, it, it was the, te- I don't know who the Texans lost in week 14 off the top of my head, but it was the Texans in week 14. Hey, um, I live and die by the Texans all season long. You know this. So I figured getting to week 14, I figured it was worth $100. So I got you $100 worth of gifts. The first box you got, Sterling, I don't know which one you're about to open. The first box was just a tossing because I needed something. I needed like 30 more dollars to get to $100. So the th- second, the first gift you got was just a tossing. What's this Is that one? the first or second? This is the first one that was sent to me. Do I open this one now? You can open that one after because that was just something I threw in because I wanted to get $100. The, the first one. You didn't have to do that. And you need, you need to open... The and then open, open and then open, open and then you, open. You, you, you'll know what I mean when you say. Okay, that. okay. Oh come on, son of a! It's tight. Oh wow, oh wow, Ian, you shouldn't have. But you need, you need, you need to now open that. You shouldn't have. So first off, there's some nice Pro V ones in here. Yeah. Um, unless you switched out for noodles. I did not. That would be funny, but no. Uh, but you need to open it and take a ball out. Oh wow. Oh man, I will not lose these in the woods, and I promise you, I might. Yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> Fifteen for Mahomes. Thank you. Stack in the box. Twenty twenty three Survivor Champ. Yeah, 
that's why those took a little long. I I, I got the I got to, got got you some Pro V ones with uh, yeah. There oh, you go. The Survivor there's a football champ. on the side. A little football on the side, the Survivor champ, and I made the the number on it fifteen for your boy Mahomes. Ian, this was you're a sweetheart, dude. Well, you made it to week fourteen. Wow! Congratulations. You I, are a very nice guy. It's like Christmas up in here. Yeah. Christmas in the whole household. I just had to throw in something that is something else to get to hundred bucks. So the other one's not as not not as custom, but it's Oh hell yeah. A little a little titleist as as we in Canada call them a toque. I believe you would call it a beanie. Um you know what? Toque. Just for you, I'm calling these a toque. Perfect. When someone says, Hey, I like your beanie, I say, No, 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 guys. It's a toque. It's a toque. So there Ian, you go. you're congratulations. A great dude. Thank you. Thank you. And I will be rooting for your Falcons next year. Thank you. And I know we're out of time. The Falcons have made some great hires, though. I was questionable about Raheem Morris. I think he's a good leader of men. I didn't know about his play calling and his strategy, but he has got himself a great defensive coordinator, a great offensive coordinator. I'm very excited for the Falcons next year. I think we're well poised. I think we're going win to the, win the division and win a playoff game. Bold. Steak dinner. All right, this has been Stacking the Box next week. Um, I think we're going to try to do a show at the same time, but I don't know. Sterling is going to depend on your schedule at the Super Bowl um, while I'm here in New York. Don't worry. You get Super Bowl Las Vegas. I'll hold the fort down here on the East Coast in New York. Um, we will do something at some point next week. Just I don't know when. Uh, Matthew says, I wonder how much money Ian has lost betting against the Chiefs. I did bet against, I bet on the Chiefs against the Bills. I bet against them against the Dolphins in last week. I did. I did win on the Chiefs uh, against the Bills, though. So I'm not 0 for 3. I'm 1 for 2. Um, even though I was rooting for the Bills, I did bet on the Chiefs. All right. This has been Stacking the Box. Sterling Holmes at Homestretch KC. Ian McMillan at Ian MacBets. Uh, any final thoughts, Sterling? We are now five minutes over. Uh, I can't wait, man. And just thank you. I thank you, Ian. You're a great heel, a great friend, and a great gift giver. Thank you for being such a great betting partner. Thank you, my friend. It's been a great season. It's been a fun season. I just hope next season I'll get a few more bounces go my way. Thank you all so much for watching. Like and subscribe. Sign up for DraftKings using the code STB. Get $200 in bonus bets. And we'll talk to you at some point next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.